We're going to continue on in, in Ephesians. You don't have to turn there right now. And uh, we're still in verse 1, actually. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So where we're continuing on, we did it the last time I was up, was the faithful in Christ Jesus. And it's, it's amazing when you look at that when it says, and to the faithful in, that are in Christ Jesus, that are part of him. And as it goes on there, and as I was reading uh, the one book that, that Leroy gave me, uh, Bain on Ephesians, and this is what he had to say. He said, thus we see how these that are faithful are also saints, because by faith their heart is purified, their profession and conversation are sanctified. Wherefore, such believers who are mockers of saints, who will not be accounted saint holy, and such who are not changed into new creatures, walking in newness of life, they may well fear that their belief is not true, such as doth unite them with Christ. For whosoever is a true believer is a saint. Whosoever is by faith in Christ is a new creature. He is faithful. So we can see that there are some that are not accounted as to be called faithful because as he talked about it, they are mockers of saints. Such are, are who are not changed into new creatures. You know, in, in, in back in, uh, I think it's four, you know, chapter four of Ephesians, it talks about we've put off the old man and put, off, put on the new man, which is we are created in the likeness of God and we want to be more Christ-like, more God-like in our lives. These are not changed into new creatures. They're not walking in newness of life. The faithful in Christ Jesus are just exactly opposite, opposite of this. They are changed into new creatures. They are walking in newness of life because they are what, Brother Roger? We are new creatures in him. So it's, it's, it's so awesome when we, we look at that in, in Ephesians when it talks about that and it continues on and I just want to read some of the verses here. Verse 3 in chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We're going to go into this a little bit, not actually here, but in other verses. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be what? Holy and without blame before him in love. And in verse 6, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. He's made us accepted in the Beloved. That's we are in the faithful in Christ Jesus. So He's just not talking about the people back then, Brother Roger. He's talking about to what? The faithful in Christ Jesus. This book was not just, when these people wrote this, it was just not meant for that time. It was for all eternity. All eternity, this book was going to be here for us. And we should be thankful for that and that he is so good unto us. 
you know, that wonderful plan of salvation that he set in place before the foundation of the world. If you would like to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. First Corinthians chapter four, we're going to be looking at verse 17. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to read verse 16 as I looked at it. Wherefore I beseech you, remember this, the apostle Paul, wherefore I, I beseech you, be followers of me. For this cause have I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord who shall bring unto you remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. So he's talking about Timotheus. He's a, he's a beloved son, but he's what? And faithful in the Lord. You notice that the Apostle Paul says he's, he's my beloved son, but his faith is what? Where, where is his faith? He's faithful in the Lord. Paul could not take any uh, part of this and say, hey, I, I've done this. You know, so, Paul, so Timotheus is one who had been tried, he had been proved and found faithful, and he was depended upon. Because we can see all these things go along with him, he was basically depended upon because the Apostle Paul knew he was good enough to send Timotheus unto them that were there at the church at, at Corinth. So evidently, he was dependent upon of Paul to send them out. He had also been tried and proved, and he had been found to be faithful because he says, Paul says here, and faithful in the Lord. Isn't that awesome when you can add that to say that you have been faithful in the Lord? And when other people can take note of that, you know what I mean, Brother Roger? It's not something that, that you can sit there and boast upon and say, well, I've been faithful in the Lord. That don't sound good, does it? You know, because you're kind of boasting on yourself. It was like that one that one rich man, you know, and Jesus said, well, you need to do this, this, and this. And he, well, I've kept all those from my youth up. And what did Jesus say? You've lacked one thing. You lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give to the poor. So this guy was trying to, trying to say, Lord, I've been faithful in everything. But then when he told him to sell all he had, he didn't like that, did he, Bill? Because he had great possessions. He had a lot of money, a lot of stuff. He didn't like that. So if we look at it, really, he was not very faithful in the Lord, was he? Because he was not willing to do the things. What, is it, uh, what does the Bible tell us, Sue? It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And we want to do those things that are pleasing in his sight. He went to a certain point, and then he had to stop and say, okay, wait a minute now. Uh, I'm not trying to be in the... the this guy's feet or whatever, but, you know, but he says you're going too far. That's what he said, pretty much, 
But honey, you went too far now. I'm not going to sell everything I have. I'm living very comfortably. I'm sure he had a nice house, good job or whatever. And he said, I'm willing to go to a certain point, but then I'm going to stop. Are we willing to do that too? Are we willing to say, I'm willing to go to a certain point, and then I'm going to stop. I ain't going to go. I ain't going to go any of that. Are you really a new creature in Jesus Christ? Are you one of his children? Have you been adopted into his family? If you're only willing to go so far, you're not willing to give all up for him. There's so many people, not only in the Bible, so many people in the world in which we live that have given all and have lost their life. If we look at, at um, I know his last name, Bonhoeffer. He was living his life for Jesus Christ. And he lived in Germany. I don't, can't remember which world war it was. And they killed him for what he believed in. Some of the books that I've read, that some of the faithful in Christ Jesus that were back in England... So many of them were burned at the stake because they were the faithful in Christ Jesus. And they could have went because they basically told them before they, before they burned them at the stake, deny what you believe in, deny the doctrines of grace, and we'll let you go free. But they were not willing to do that because that would be denying their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they gave all, they gave their lives for all of these. So we can see it's, it's easy to be the faithful in Christ Jesus when you don't have to give anything up, isn't it? It's easy to say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm faithful. I've, I'm doing all these things and everything. But there's so many people that are, are, are giving up so many, even in this world in which we live today. We don't have to go back in here. We don't have to go back into, into Hebrews chapter 11 and look at that faith chapter and see what it talked about, some of them. We can see things happening in our own world in which we live here today. Turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 21. This is after we've been told to put on the whole armor of God. We've been taught, we've been, we've been told to pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And verse 21, it says, But that ye also may know my affairs and how I do, Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that ye might know our affairs, and that he might comfort your hearts. So we can see, we're, want, excuse me, we're wanting to have good examples of how, of how to be faithful. Faithful. And all these men that were back in there were so faithful. 
He was a faithful one. He was trusted. He was another one. This isn't the only spot Tychicus is mentioned in the, in the scriptures. So he was, look at what he says. He's a beloved brother and faithful minister. He's faithful. And when you look back and you see how much of the New Testament that Paul has written, Brother Roger, and how our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ appeared unto him on the road to Damascus and changed Paul into something that he never thought would ever happen to him. So we can see Paul, he's saying, you know what? Here's somebody that I've grown to trust in. He's a beloved brother. If I would have to venture out a little bit, I would have to say that Tychicus was probably in the inner circle of Paul because he thought so much of him. We've got to remember that Paul had spent a lot of time in Ephesus. Remember when we started first studying this out, that he trusted Tychicus so much that he entrusted him with, one, the letter to the church at Ephesus, and he had sent him unto them. He's going to make known to you all things. Paul says, I've sent him unto you for the same purpose that what did he say? And that ye might know our affairs and that he might comfort your hearts. How awesome it is when we see these things going on in the world and how much these people are so trusted. And it's just amazing that we see in this year of, we're coming to the close of 2021, that there are still the faithful in Christ Jesus in this world today. So much so that it continues to be that where two or three are gathered in his name, he's in the midst of them. So we know even though we're, we're few in number, that we know that there's at least two here that believe in Jesus Christ, and we know that he is blessing us with his holy presence here today. Isn't that awesome when you realize that, that that baby that was born all those years ago, he was called Jesus, and he's going to save his people from their sins. And his name is going to be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. That he's still with us here 2,021 years later. He is still with us. And that is when we realize that, how awesome it is, isn't it, Brother Roger? When we can realize that he's here with us and how good that is as we go through this. We're going to look at some other verses also as we go through this that are about faithful, being faithful, and how we can do that. Let's look at 
Colossians. We're going to look at Colossians chapter 1. So, as we look through all of these epistles that Paul sent out, we can see that they're faithful believers in Jesus Christ all around. In Paul, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 2. Well, let's go, let's read verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother. So we are hearing about Timotheus again, right? We, heard, we read about him in Corinthians. Now we're reading about him here, Colossians. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So we can see this. Again, he's talking about the church, the gathering of the people, the congregation which gathers at Colossae. Now these are, again, faithful ones, because he calls them faithful, just like he did in Ephesians. He said it to the saints and faithful, the faithful in Christ Jesus. They are true and sincere believers in Christ. Just like when we, I'm, I'm writing down some of these things, we've got to realize that we are to be what? True and sincere believers in Christ. We have to remember that God does not look on the outward man. He doesn't listen to some of the, out, the, the words that come out of our mouth because we know that not everything that comes out of our mouth is always right and good, but he looks on what? He looks on the inner man. He knows the thoughts and intents of our hearts. He knows the words before we even say them. Sincere believers in Christ, faithful to the gospel and their profession of it. We don't know when we're going to have to maybe talk to somebody. I know when I was working at Tower, I had some pretty good conversations with some people about what I believe in. Some of them kind of listened and agreed to what I said, and others were like, oh, no. And you could tell the difference from those that believe in free will and free grace, Brother Roger, as I know you can because you've talked with a lot of people over your years and everything. So it's, we need to be faithful to the gospel, faithful for the things that are in the gospel. I know some people don't like when we talk about our doctrines, the doctrines of grace, the different doctrines that we believe in, they say, you know, but we're looking at these churches that are, they're wanting to make you feel good. We need, to, we need to be faithful to the gospel, the words that are in there, and our profession of it. As we're out into the world, we have to, give a good profession of what we believe in. If we meet somebody and they ask, 
and they talked to us about it. Years ago, I know I, I talked with um, this guy. He was actually, he worked at Thrall here in Chicago Heights. He was over there in uh, the Czech Republic, and we were traveling home from somewhere. That's a pretty good distance, and we got to talk about religion. And I talked to him about grace, and he goes, well, then I can live my life whatever I want. And I, I looked at him and said, well, then I, I would have to question whether you're a child of God. If you're willing to say I'm saved by grace, but now I can go live my life any way I want it, then you don't know anything. You're blind. It's the blind leading the blind. What does it say, Brother Roger? They're going to fall in the ditch. That's right. So when we come upon people, we, we, can't, be, we can't be condemning them. You know what I mean? It's so easy to condemn people but we're there to edify them and build them up so that maybe they want to know more about Jesus Christ, more about what we believe in. This is what we need to do out in the world today. Uh, <clears throat> turn to First um, Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to read quite a few verses here. Uh, we're going to read 14, 14 through 28 to the end. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So I read quite a bit here. When we look into verse 24, when we get down to it, it says what? Faithful is he that what? Faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. So we have a good example of somebody that's faithful. It's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But we look at all these things from 14 on down, we can see these are things that somebody that is faithful in the Lord is going to do. Warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the work. 
the weak, I'm sorry, be patient towards all men. See what he says? It says that we are not to render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. So it's not just us here, Brother Roger. We're supposed to be out in the world. We're supposed to be doing this. We're supposed to be not rendering evil for evil, but ever follow that which is good. Remember, if you love me, keep my commandments. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. We should be rejoicing in, in the goodness that God has given unto us and watching over us. Pray without ceasing. That means we should always be praying. In everything, give thanks. This is something hard to really do. If you're the faithful in Christ Jesus, you should be giving thanks for all things. Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say every good thing, although as Brother Brother Roger brought up the other day, and at the funeral service, every good gift and every perfect gift coming down, cometh down from the Father of lights, where there is neither shadow nor turning. He's there for us all the time. In everything, give thanks. It's a hard thing to do. But what does it say? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I know this is one of Brother Brother Rogers. I know quench not the spirit. It's the spirit of God that's in the world with us today. Don't quench that spirit. Sometimes I don't think we talk as much as we should about the spirit. It's the spirit of God. It's the comforter that's with us in the world today. He's there for us. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. We see these things. Faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. God has been faithful in all that he said. Everything that he has done in the scriptures. Everything he's talked about. The promises he's made. Unto us, He is faithful in all these things. And we should be going and following Him as we try to be more Christ-like in our lives. Turn to 1 John chapter 1. Verse 9, you know, Brother Roger, Brother Brother Leroy has been preaching on 1 John. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Aren't you thankful that you have a faithful Savior, a faithful Lord and Savior, Savior, because he's faithful. But look at what it says. If 
we confess our sins. If we, if we admit our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't it sometimes, Brother Roger, we don't want to confess all of our sins, do we? We don't want him to maybe know how bad we are, but he knows it. He knows it. He knows all these things. We have to confess our sins unto him because we realize because he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. You know, we have sins of commission and sins of omission. So we have to realize that we have to do that. It's not something that God is asking us to do. He's telling us to do these things, Brother Roger. He's not asking us. He's telling us we have to forgive our sins. We have to confess our sins unto him. I know sometimes that can seem hard, can't it? I mean, I've got to confess every sin unto him? Yes. It's the only one we have to go to to confess our sins. is Jesus Christ. He is the only mediator between God and man. When, when we can, I'm not going to say as, as John says here, if, when we confess our sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, and he takes that to the Father, and he says, forgive Brother Dave for sinning against you. And we will be forgiven of our sins. God is so faithful to his word of promise. This is a promise here. Like I said, I'm going to say, when we confess our sins, it's a promise that he will He's faithful to his word, and he will forgive us of our sins. Not only forgiving us, but what does it continue on there, Brother Roger? And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What an awesome God we serve that he does these things. See, there's so many people that are out in the world that don't understand. They can't realize these words and know to do it. You know, you've heard me say before that once we become a child of God and we start reading his scriptures in a new light, Brother Roger, in a different light, that we can no longer claim ignorance of the law. So just be thankful for what he does for each and every one of us. Turn to the book of Revelation. We're going to read in chapter 1. We're just going to read one verse, verse 5. Well, let's go verse 4. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you in peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, 
and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So we kind of get an answer. If you're a child of God and you're faithful to him, we can see these things. Jesus Christ, who is what? He's the faithful witness. Faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, the him that loved us and washed us from our sins and his own blood. He's made us white in the blood of the Lamb. We're getting into the book of Revelation, the great white throne judgment. We're going to be able to stand before him at that time. Go to uh, Revelation chapter 17. We're going to read verse 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For He is Lord of lords, and king of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Remember, we have been what? We have been called, chosen, and we are faithful. I wrote some notes on there. These are that are on the side of Christ. They are the faithful in the Lord and are made so by Him, and they are faithful to Him. See, we're faithful to Him, because He has been faithful to us all this time, and now we're here in the book of Revelation. And we can see, they that are with Him. You know, Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Those that are in Christ are faithful and true. We're sanctified. We're justified. We are with Him. They that are with Him. I guess we, may, we have to make a decision today. Are we with Him or not with Him? If we're with Him, then what? I'm going to say we've been chosen in Him. We have been called. And we are Faithful, faithful through him, for Him. Throughout all the ages, we have been faithful in Him. It's so awesome when we can look at it and see these things. We're going to go back a little bit to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 16. We're going to read verses 14 and 15. <clears throat> and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, 
If ye have judged me to be faithful in the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Isn't it awesome when we see the faithfulness of Lydia and those of her household that they submitted to baptism, Brother Roger? Submitted to baptism. And look at what she's told to those. If you have judged me to be faithful in the Lord, come and stay with me. Abide with me. And be there with us. Isn't it awesome when we can see these things? And how how faithful people were back then, believing in the words that were spoken back then. And we need to continue on and to be faithful in the Lord Jesus now all of our lives. I've only got a couple more. Turn to the book of Psalms, Psalm 31. You know, we have to look at when we read a lot of chapter 11 of Hebrews, the faith chapter. So many of those names that were in there, Brother Roger, from the Old Testament. Have faith and trust. We looked at all of those. We're going to read 23 and 24. Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. O love the Lord, all ye his saints. Just like to the saints and to the faithful in Christ Jesus that we were talking about. For the Lord preserveth what? The faithful. He watches out for He takes care of us. As we go on trips, as Bill and Carl went on a trip, the Lord watched over them. Preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. But be of good courage. Yeah, can't say that word. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. If you're faithful, he's going to strengthen your heart. We're going to need our our hearts to be strengthened as we continue on in this world in which we date. All ye that hope in the Lord. Is your hope in the Lord today? I hope your hope is in the Lord. I hope your faith is in the Lord and you're faithful unto him. I got one last verse in closing. Turn to Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13. A tale tale bearer revealeth secrets, but he 
It is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. We need to watch what we say, Brother Roger, don't we? If somebody has told you something in secret, you need to keep it secret. You don't have to go around being a tail bearer and tell all kinds of people. That's not how, when you're faithful in the Lord, that's not how we do, is it? He that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. So we need to be faithful in the Lord. Always abiding in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To the faithful in Christ Jesus. See, when we look at these things and we see in Ephesians chapter 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So it was written to the faithful in Christ Jesus back then. Now God knew exactly what he was doing when he had Paul write these words here. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. All for eternity that he's going to be here with us. And isn't it amazing when we see in verse 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That's what we need to be. We realize that he has chosen us in him. He has chosen us in him. He has chosen us to be what? He has chosen us to be faithful in him. We are understand that we are in Christ Jesus. And when we were in Christ Jesus, he can't separate us one from the other. Can't separate us. Susie and Mabel have been making cookies and everything. You mix a lot of things together, don't you? Eggs, sugar, flour, whatever. Seasoning, you know, almond or whatever, vanilla. And when you mix that all together, it's all mixed together. You can't separate all that stuff, can you, Sue? Can you, Mabel? You can't, you can't separate those things. That's why when we're faithful in Him and we're with Him, in Him, you can't separate us one from the other. That's what I want you to know. Let's be faithful in Him. Let's ever follow that which is good. Following the example of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And all of those, you know, in Abraham, when he sat there and and God, God told him to go out to a place, he was faithful to that word and just went. Help us to be faithful to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I thank you for your kind attention this morning. Does anybody, anybody have a song in closing?